0: So, tonight's study is going to be entitled, When You Should, and I have in parentheses, should hate the sound of your own voice. Because here we have a talkative who I'm going to read real quick, just to get give you an idea of how deceptive a character can be in a person, in and, and, and life, and even yourself, because I'll get, I'll get into that real quick, but... So, what is more pleasant, more profitable than to talk of the things of God? What pleasantness, pleasantness, someone may ask, that is if one has delight in things that are wonderful. Well, for instance, if people enjoy talking about the history or mystery of things, or if they love to talk about miracles, wonders, or signs, where shall they find things recorded so delightfully and so sweetly written as in the Holy Scripture? April says, That's true, but it should be our intention to be profited by such things in our discussion. And talkative replies, That's what I said. <laughs> For talking of such things is most profitable. By doing so, a person may acquire knowledge of many things. In general, the meaningless nature of earthly things and the beneficial nature of things above. But more particularly, by talking like this, a person may learn the necessity of the new birth, the insufficiency of our works, the need of Christ's righteousness, and so forth. Besides, by this a person may learn what it means to repent, believe, pray, suffer, and the like. People may also learn, for their own comfort, what the great promises and encouragements of the gospel are. Furthermore, by this pursuit, one may learn to refute false opinions, to vindicate the truth, and learn also to instruct the ignorant. The lack of this is the reason so few understand the need of faith and the necessity of a work of grace in their soul in order to obtain eternal life. Most live ignorantly in the works of the law through which no no one can by any means obtain the kingdom of heaven. For a man can receive only what is given him from heaven. All is of grace, not of works. I could give you a hundred scriptures for the confirmation of this. All right sounded pretty good I don't know you, keep, you read that and you go wow oh, this guy's on point and let's talk it so let me introduce set the scene real quick Christian and faithful are going on the way and see a tall man who is better looking from afar than up close now this section I entitled appearing alright because as we see by his words and by his his appearance he looks alright and he sounds alright but right away Bunyan is painting a picture and teaching a lesson by mentioning something like that in passing because as we'll find out this man is seemingly alright but privately corrupt now the purpose of this character study is going to be application to our lives I was trying to think why did I pick this and oh we could we could point fingers all night with this familiar caricature at people we've run across in the past, but we're going to objectively let the Bible and its principles speak to us. Because if there's one thing that is increasingly more evident, and this is what I referred to earlier, it's that if I were to be honest, I can see facets of my character, so like my personal attitudes and character traits, and almost every allegorical character, good, bad, and ugly within the pages of Pilgrim's Progress. But some stick out more than others, and so that's why we're going to talk about talking. Immediately, I think of Jesus and a fig tree, as far as appearance goes. He saw a fig tree while he was hungry, went up to it, and then saw there were no figs or fruit, just leaves. It It appeared as if it was a tree good for its namesake. But up close, it was a disgrace to its kind. <laughs> well, we know as the story goes, Jesus cursed it, and it withered and died. Well, I won't tell you that. The gist of this historical account is that you are you better watch out for the Lord to curse you uh, <laughs> if you're not. You know. Uh, yeah, exactly. It's a good illustration of the moment and and something for us to ponder on. That's where my mind went whenever I read read that about how. They saw this man, and he was tall, and he looked handsome. But then up close, it was no good. Not a sight to see. Um, That is, uh, we're going to do introspection tonight. But rather than using our minds, faculties, and our own moral barometer, it's going to be with the tool of Scripture, the proper instrument for self-examination. So that was called Appearing All Right. And then we're going to go into Knowledge Alone. While we're talking about fruit, I just mentioned the, the fig tree and how it uh, didn't have any fruit. Think of the fruits of the Spirit for, for a sec. Um, love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, gentleness, faithfulness, and self-control. So these things, all of, the, all of them, are in opposition to a talkative person and I'll run you through it someone who talks a lot does not love enough to listen and has an unhealthy affection for their own thoughts on things they're probably talking too much for what they're lacking in joy so out of discontentment they fill up the space with the frequency their voice generates they have no peace and only to to divert from that place of unsettledness they stir up more unpeacefulness with words they're usually impatient, so they have no patience, and interrupt the other. That in turn would be unkind. There's no kindness. And talking in itself is not good. For the good for the things, so there's no goodness in talk itself. For the things being said have no merit when coming from one who only talks. That's all they ever do. They never do anything. These people are usually brash and obviously not general since We've said they interrupt. <laughs> There's no gentleness there. They will also talk about anything and everything, as we'll see, which shows no tact or appropriate behavior nor gentleness. I guess faithfulness is the only one we can check mark the box with, as you can always count on a talker to open his or her mouth. You can always count on that. <laughs> They're faithful to that. And self-control has to be the deal sealer since... Uh, a wagging tongue is out of control just wags, wags keeps going gab, gab Uh, now we could blame a person uh, for all the aforementioned faults and rightly so I just I told you about it a terrible person maybe talkative doesn't seem as bad as that especially when you just heard what I I read to you earlier Uh, but whatever person who speaks of Christ and claims Christianity among all of their words. What if a a person knows quite a lot about Christianity, the Bible, and God? If you were listening to the reading from the book earlier, that was this man named Talkative. sounded pretty good, right? That's because we haven't gotten to know this person. But I wonder if the chapter had stopped there, whether Talkative would have as bad of an air about his name and legacy as I'm giving right now. Uh, If we'd noticed or gone further into this person's life, would we have have noticed... uh, Like, what I'm saying is, because there can be a tendency among Christians to be so excited for someone to come out and say they're a Christian, or think people or thank God or for some body of government or group of people to align themselves with Christianity and so others follow suit, we can be a little bit uh, haste, uh, hastefully accepting of them rather than testing them out and getting to know them better and finding out who they are in their own lives. Uh, But you will know them by their fruits. Words and deeds. Uh, let's go to First Corinthians four twenty. And they use this in the book. That's why I went there. Uh, For the kingdom of God is not in talk, but in power. Now, within the context. Uh, it's very. I'm not going to go there, but that 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 was used within the context of Pilgrim's progress. So I thought it was a good uh, reminder of what it is. Talkative is getting at and what he's missing. Uh, and then also Matthew 23, verse three. And then I might come back to this later in Matthew. Okay, so They mention this in the book as well therefore do whatever they tell you and observe it this is Jesus speaking but don't do what they do because they don't practice what they teach or preach as it's well known uh, and then just to be clear on on what I'm getting at 1 Corinthians 13 remember I started this by saying knowledge alone that's sort of the heading of this section Corinthians 13 love chapter if I speak the languages of men and of angels but do not have love I am a founding golem or a clanging sinner. if I have the gift of prophecy and understand all mysteries and all knowledge and if I have all faith so that I can move mountains but do not have love I am nothing and then we could go on but You know, we have the words, languages, and if we speak, and if prophecy, which is to speak forth, and then uh, the knowledge, you know, being able to communicate what it is you think you know. uh, That's... This is detailing, uh, talkative, in a way, because this guy is is so... uh, Blabbermouth, but what has he done for anybody but himself? You know, they say, are you on the way? He's like, yeah, I'm going there too. I'm going to heaven. <laughs> uh, and then you'll... Uh, I'm getting to the punchline here real quick. Uh, knowledge alone is nothing. Uh, keep in mind, as I am, we're getting somewhere, and it's the Son of God. I don't want to bog you down in people and what all their intricacies and how corrupt they are, but it's going to be Christ Jesus we we'll get to at the end. Uh, a couple more things, though, before we do. Alright, so... This one's called Hypocrite's Bound, because testimonies matter to all, and this is what really changes the scene and changes the chapter Uh, God sees everything you do other Christians count everything you do and the world is just watching they're waiting and who you tell yourself is also integral but this man talkative had no reason to, to deserve any respect after Christian pulls Faithful aside to tell him just exactly who it is they're talking to He's the son of Saywell from Gabby Road. <laughs> uh, talkative is in the words of Christian, a really sorry fellow. And then I'll, I'll read you what Christian has to say about Talkative and what he knows personally about him, because I guess in the book Christian knows Talkative's family. Uh, I are, yeah. So, perhaps to those who don't have a thorough knowledge of him, for he's at his best away from home. Near home, he's ugly enough. You're saying he's a handsome man, brings to mind what I've observed in the work of the painter, whose pictures show best at a distance, but up close are more unpleasant. Uh, And then Christian goes on, God forbid... That I should jest in this manner, though I did smile, or that I should accuse anyone falsely. I'll give you further information about him. This man is happy with any company, and he's for any conversation. Just as he talks with you now, he'll talk when he's sitting on the bar stool. And the more drink he has in his head, the more of these things he has in his mouth. Religion has no place in his heart, or house, or lifestyle. Everything he has lies in his tongue. And making a noise with it is his religion. Don't say, interjected faithful, that I have been greatly deceived by this man. Deceived, as Christian, you can be sure of it. Remember the sayings, and then here it goes, They do not practice what they preach, and for the kingdom of God is not a matter of talk, but of power. He talks about prayer, repentance, faith, and new birth, but he only knows how to talk about that. I've been with his family and have observed him both at home and away, and I know what I say about him is the truth. His house is as empty of religion as the white of an egg is of flavor. There is neither prayer nor a sign of repentance for sin there. An animal in his way serves God far better than he Wow. He is a veritable stain, reproach, and shame on religion to everyone who knows him. One can hardly hear a good word about him in the whole end of town where he lives. The common people who know him say he's a saint abroad and a devil at home. His poor family finds that true. He's such a rascal. He speaks to his servants with such bitterness, and he's so unreasonable with them that they know neither how to please him nor how to speak to him. Men who have any dealings with him say it's better to deal with the Turk than with him, and I could get into that, but I'm not. Uh, for they would have fair dealings at their hands. I, I guess the Turks were known to be very, uh, you know, they're like snake snake oil Uh, salesmen you know the the con men Uh, yeah it's like that Uh, talkative will if it's possible surpass them in his dirty dealing through fraud and deception so he's even worse than Turks. besides that he's bringing up his sons to follow in his footsteps and if he recognizes in any, any of them a foolish fearfulness as he calls the first appearance of a tender conscience He calls them fools and blockheads and refuses to give them much work to do, nor will by any means recommend their work to others. As for me, I'm of the opinion that he has caused many to stumble and fall because of his wicked life, and he will be the ruin of many more if God doesn't prevent it. All right. Faithful goes on, and Christian and faithful decide to test, talkative, and to get out of him what they really know is there. And so we'll go to John, First John, four, one. I, I really like this because uh, we live in a time where discernment is of no concern to anybody, uh, as far as. You know the the mainstream church and the media goes—it's all left up to anyone's understanding. Uh, so we'll, we have to research these things, and we'll go into First John four one. If anyone has that. Beloved, do not believe every spirit, but test the spirits to see whether they are from God, for many false prophets have gone out to the world. Alright, then it goes on, and what, because I know the spirit of God. Uh, here we go. You are from God, verse 4, little children, you have conquered them, because the one who is in you is greater than the one who is in the world. They are from the world therefore what they say is from the world and the world listens to them. We are from God. Anyone who knows God listens to us. Anyone who is not from God does not listen to us. From this we know the spirit of truth and the spirit of deception. Alright. Obviously the only foundation for which it's okay for us to say something like that like we know we're right is if Christ is the, the sure foundation of our our teachings and our our very lives and our, our doctrines and our judgments. You know, what what he's what he has said uh is condemned or is, is appraised or blessed by God, that's what the church has to to say. So anyways uh Faithful questions him about the, relig- uh, the religious things Talkative thinks he knows so well, and has to correct him and eventually answer his own question so that the matter isn't left up to dis- to dispute. Talkative gets his feelings hurt and says goodbye with spite of their company, seeing they'll not have his words because of his ways. Talkative is the great example of those who wrangle about words as one again. Second Timothy two fourteen. That idea of uh, having fighting about words, you know, in and, and Second Timothy two fourteen, let's go there because that's a really cool section, and that would be good for any teacher, uh, anyone who's wanting to speak, to go to and kind of correct themselves on. I had to do it. <laughs> Here we go. Remind them of these things. Paul talking to Tennessee. Charging them before God not to fight about words or wrangle about words or like the word. This is in no way profitable and leads to the ruin of the hearers. That's why. That's why you don't spend time talking about. Oh, I don't know etymology and all those crazy stuff that that gets in the way of the message uh and of the actual gospel itself you're you're getting stuck on something, so you wanna you wanna it says charging them before that so you want to charge them uh, and then Christian says some very good and appropriate words uh after talkative leaves them and he says goodbye. Uh, This puts into perspective everything. This is like, I don't really tell you when this was, but this is right after Christian meets Faithful, and then right before they get into Vanity Fair, where Faithful uh, passes on. Faithful grills talkative, and he just shuts them down. And that's why talkative has to leave because he can't handle the heat. It was a good thing you talked to him plainly as you did, said Christian. There's not much of this straight dealing with people these days, and that's what makes religion stink in the nostrils of men the way it does. For many are these talkative fools whose religion is only a word, and who are perverted and arrogant in their lifestyle. Being admitted into the fellowship of the godly, they puzzle the world, blemish Christianity, and grieve the sincere. I wish that everyone would deal with them as you've done. Then they would either be made to conform to religion or the fellowship of saints would be too hot for them to remain. And then I like I like what Faith says. Uh, this is supposed to be like a song. Uh, How talkative at first lifts up his plumes. How bravely does, does he speak, how he presumes to drive down all before him, but so soon as faithful talks of hard work, like the moon, that's past the fool into the wane he goes, and so will all but he that hard work knows. And that leads in to Christ. Lest Christ be in you, Our, and I'm, I'm, I'm very sorry, I did not even start to start out the way I wanted to. I wanted to go to I think it's 2 Corinthians 13:5. Please turn there. Because that's our core scripture. And that's that's what I mean by saying we're going to get introspective and and apply this to our to ourselves. 2 Corinthians 13:5. This is a part of sanctification. It has to be, otherwise it wouldn't be prescribed. All right, guys, test yourselves. Test yourselves to see if you are in the faith. Examine yourselves. Or do you not recognize for yourselves that Jesus Christ is in you, unless you fail to test? scripture, that one, is so scru- crucial to our understanding of a talkative hypocrite. Test yourselves. Look for Christ in you. Because in the end it was talkative's lack of Christ, the very work that Christ does on with a person, that caused all his words to fall flat. And the person of Jesus Christ is the only source of edifying wisdom, truth, and substance You can't relay any knowledge worth hearing if you haven't begun learning from your own relationship with the fountain of all life and purity. Uh, The gospel, as we said, it will get... The gospel can't be massacred, but for lack of a better idea of what I'm saying, it can get butchered by people's... uh, Ideas and it's they're uh, they're dancing around the truth, and then everything but Christ and the and the cross, and then what they make God out to be. It can be very uh, damning for for the hearer. You know, as I said earlier, it can cause the ruin of the hearers if you wrangle about words. So that's why I had to go there because I realized I got to be doing that myself. And uh, you know, Christ is Lord, and He demands uh, He demands adoration and worship in spirit and in truth. Uh, But I think they go hand in hand, and they can't uh, can't have truth as talkative had. And have none of the spirit which causes you to live out the truth. And then the very spirit can't just be there while glancing over and glazing over truth's uh, safeties and provisions and precautions. Uh, This is all for our good. And I, I didn't... I wasn't able to study as much as I'd like, and I'm being apologetic right now, but... Uh, so, this is myself talking to myself right now, <laughs> because uh, I would love for a a better study and a better quietness before God and, and meditation on God uh, within the coming week and within the coming weeks for, for all of us. Uh, I think that's what God would like and what he's always... that That's the men of history that have uh, been so beneficial to the, the church have been the ones who, in their own private lives, are able to be still before God and know that he is God in all his glory. So uh, let us do that in prayer and I'll close this out. Lord, Let our words be few, but let us know that because of your revelation, what you have given to us, if you have done it, it is so, and if you have not, then it it is not worth going over, or thinking about, or causing a ruckus over, or getting excited over. So Lord, thank you that your truth remains. Your ancient words are still here for us and have been preserved by your hand and your providence through people and through through great great acts of obedience because to obey is better than sacrifice. The Lord before we get ahead of ourselves and start wanting to do things for you and give up things for you may there be a balance and obedience that the things that we give up would be filled with the things that we are doing for you and they would be things that you have given to us we open our hands to you Father Father giver of all good gifts and we wait on you so Lord may your glory go forth in our lives and may our testimonies be those that matter to us and our integrity be the very thing that for Christ's sake may our love and our our fragrant aroma in our daily life may that be from life to life death to death whatever it be Lord for you have mercy on whom you have mercy so Lord have mercy on us for our sins and our shortcomings for it was not a mistake that you have saved us we, are, we know that we are yours and because we are yours we are a kingdom serving the king and doing all that he has sent forth we are messengers and may we give the gospel may that be our cry and our very language may that define who we are Lord we know you can do all these things in the power of the Spirit, and in the authority of the Father, and in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. Amen.